Good morning, Parkway Life family. Man, I'm going to tell you, uh, the Spirit of the Lord was so rich during our worship. I just love it. Don't you love it when the Lord just shows up? If He doesn't show up, we're just a social club, and we don't, we don't want that. We want to be a place where His presence resides, and we want to entertain His presence. And thank you for responding in worship today, and thank you to our worship team. I... Um, I, the camp I got to go down Thursday night was just second to none, amazing. I give a shout out along with Pastor Sean of all the people who served in that. Largest camp ever, congratulations, y'all are amazing, I love it. I, I, it was awesome, it was awesome. Uh, and thank you to all of you who gave to make that possible. I, I want to shout out to that too. Hey, we're in, um, this is the 10th message I personally have preached in the Som- Summer Soul Carry series, and we've had others speak. Uh, some of those. So we've had a lot of messages from Wednesday night to Sundays in this series. And um, I, I want to, the, the Lord, I was searching for the Lord where he wanted me to go with this Sunday. And uh, a couple of big things revolving around trust. And I just felt like I'm going to speak to you and I'm just going to call it soul trust. Soul trust. And there's two areas I felt like the Lord wanted me to deal with. Number one is uh, just people trusting each other again. And I, I know that's a big deal, people trusting each other again and obviously trusting God today uh, also and, and pouring out your trust on the Lord. So that's what we're going to hit on for a few minutes. And um, I, I, before we do that, I want you to stand back up for just one second. Would you do that? And this is what I want you to do. I want you to turn around, and if you don't know somebody, when you're looking around you, I want you to introduce yourself to them. Would you do that? And if you do know them, just love on them. Awesome, awesome. When you turn around, did you run into somebody you go, I'm supposed to know their name, so I can't ask them their name? I understand. I've been right there. So uh, uh, hopefully you met somebody and you greeted somebody. Thank you. Thank you. You may be seated. I, uh, you know, coming off of camp, um, I, I, I remembered back um, many moons ago when I was a youth pastor and we were at a, a retreat site doing uh, camp when I was a student pastor. And um, I, I had a little hair back then. Not a ton, but a little bit. And, um, but I, uh, something happened, <laughs> and I thought about it with this message that is just awesome. We had, uh, y'all know what a trust fall is? <laughs> Dana's already laughing. It was fun. So uh, the, it's this deal where you stand up on this ledge that you, you, it's usually hooked to a tree, and you stand up on the, and the ledge can be like this tall, something like that. And somebody stands up there, and they fall backwards into the hands of their beloved friends and they, they you know and it can be all girls or mixed or whatever but they, they uh, so we were we were doing this and uh, we had teams and all this stuff and I happened to be in this group and I had one of the leaders for the camp and he was there and he was showing us how it's done and my team didn't want to do it I had a bunch of junior high girls 
and they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't fall backwards. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so one of the leaders at the camp, like that worked at the camp, said, let me show y'all how to do it. And so he gets up on the ledge, and he's already taught everybody how to, you know, hold your hands, and you lock arms and cross like this. <laughs> and he says, this works. You can work for anybody. And he got, uh, he got up there, and on the count of three, here he goes. He falls back, and all the junior high girls go. <laughs> I'm going to just tell you right now, <laughs> the look on that guy's face he hit that ground so hard, and he got up and he shook himself. He said, that's never happened before. <laughs> a trust fall gone wrong. Have you ever been betrayed by someone you thought you could trust, and they were supposed to be there for you, but when you went to fall in their arms or fall in their love and fall in their, that you were betrayed and they, they pulled back on you when they should have held on? I have. I have. And while our, our soul, there's something in our soul, we're preaching about the soul, and while there's something in the soul that longs to live wholeheartedly, truly trusting in the Lord in, and, 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 and in people also, we experience what, what I'm just calling trust breaks. Just breaks in trust. And there's a, everyone in this room has had it happen. And it breeds things in our life. It breeds skepticism and brokenheartedness within us. And it, it just, it just kind of moves our life forward and continuing to mistrust people. And each trust offense is like, is like a brick in the wall. And the wall begins to get built up. And you build the wall one offense trust that's broken after another and eventually you have a wall that's built that's kind of there to protect your heart and protect your soul from being hurt again and disappointed again and to be honest with you it sounds like common sense <laughs> kind of like yep that's what I've done and that's what I'll continue to do that sounds like a good model for me I'm going to protect my heart sounds like common sense however this is the deal the wall also keeps you from experiencing benefits of trusting and loving other people. And it, it, it's, it has, a, it has a, a hurt on the end of it. It has a, a kick to the end of it. And when you don't trust, it breeds something inside of your soul. When your trust has been so broken and you built that wall, it breeds fear. And some of you that are really, really dealing with fear, and I've had that in my in seasons in my life and I preached about that even in this soul care series but fear is kind of bred out of a, a lack of trust and it and it continues to move and, and erodes it starts eroding relationships around us and so I, I want to just say to this church today come on church let's let's tear down some walls today amen let's tear down some walls and let's tear down some walls of offense and at a time so, such as this, in this season, so that we can experience freedom, that we can experience life, and life more abundantly, we've got to get these walls down. Folks, we're in the church. I looked around here today, and I, I, I was sitting on that, or standing on that front row and worshiping God, and I look around here on Sunday morning. Do y'all get messed up when you just see God moving in the house? It, messed up means I get all teary-eyed and... 
jitter, you know, the God jitters and goosebumps. That's what I mean by messed up. But, but just the presence of the Lord, and, and I absolutely love that. And there's nobody more that we need to trust than one another and the church to continue to move with unity and, and, and the vision that the Lord has given us. But we have to tear down the walls of mistrust. And that's not so easy sometimes. Because everybody has a story, a story of betrayal, of why they can't trust. And and if you put the mic in their uh, their mouth, they will say, I can't trust because of this. I I can't trust. Maybe a spouse had an affair, and so I can't trust. Maybe a co-worker that you really liked gossiped against you, and maybe a, a boss or a supervisor um, harassed you and didn't like you, or, or maybe, maybe it was church hurt. Maybe you got ch- hurt at, at another church or, or this church. We're not perfect. And maybe, maybe somehow the trust is, is causing you to build that wall up and these unmet expectations that you had an expectation and yet it went unmet and a trust was broken leads to frustration and anger and feeling disregarded and, and, and creates all these painful memories that come flooding back on our life. And then you, then you then believe the person, they cannot be trusted. And so you close your heart to that person. And, and I'm going to tell you something. Every human, every human, will fail you at one point or another. Do you believe that? If you don't believe that, you've got a rude awakening. <laughs> Every human will fail you at one time. I'm not saying that they're going to walk out on you, but every human will fail you at some times, and there's a reason because we are all sinners and we fall short. And so... You will also do this. You will also fail someone else. Not only will someone fail you, but you will fail someone that trusted you, that believed in you. A trust break leads to heart hurt, and our mind starts kind of remapping what I was kind of handing all my trust to this person. But when I had that break in trust, my mind starts remapping And the world will say stuff like this, and I've heard them say this uh, over the last few years, kind of new terminology we're using, that they're dead to me. Because a trust was broken and they're dead to me, and that's the way the world handles it. But somehow in the church, we don't work like the world does, and so we have to work through that. And it's like a semen in our minds when that trust break comes, and mistrust is, it's black and white in our mind, and it's wrong or right in our mind, and and what we think about that particular experience where the trust is broken, our hearts begin to get hardened. And over and over again, we have this repeated trust breaks that eventually lead to a cemented heart that is not going anywhere. It's a, it's a cynical mind. Maybe, maybe somebody thinks that God walked out on them. And maybe they feel like that a few times and they've set that up in their mind. And now they're cynical even when they come to church not beating anybody up I'm preaching to. Is that all right? The Lord wanted me to deal with this today. And, and we get a cynical mind, and, uh, and, and, and we feel like, oh, my God. I, I'll, I, so we deal with the hurt by, by isolating ourselves from God, from people, and retaliating instead of forgiving. And in doing so, we eliminate 
in our souls the possibility of ever trusting again. And we settle for hurt in exchange for hope. But somewhere down in our core, we know there's a better way. We know there's a better way. We, 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 we want to trust again because we know there's life there, but our soul desires a life filled with unfailing trust. It's just the cost of letting people in. The cost of letting people in begins to rise so high that we don't think we can afford letting anybody in. I just don't think that I can afford to let you back again. My heart, my soul is in a, in a, in a place where it's a little raw from the wall of mistrust that's built up. And so I don't think I can afford to let, we can't afford to trust one more time. We can't afford to love one more time. We just don't have the faith that is in our pocket, in our heart, in our soul to be able to step out again and trust again just can't afford it and is this you know I, I speak to you today and maybe this is something that you can relate to today and uh, trust issues affect every living soul every one of us and the painful memories in our life they they so desperately need to be healed I mean desperately and for the fruit of trust and faithfulness to grow in your life through the power of the Holy Spirit that needs to happen again but when our trust gets broken, it's mostly, it's mostly because it was misplaced in the first place. We put our trust in the wrong thing in the first place. Because often we put our trust in humans and then we get offended at God when humans fail us. Am I telling the truth? And so trust in the right place is when it's placed in God. And so for me to get healing this way, and I've got to somewhere open up to God so that God can begin to heal my heart so that I can have the grace enough to extend grace to those who have broken my trust. It doesn't mean you'll never be disappointed again. It doesn't mean that once you know, your heart is open to trusting God again that you'll never be hurt by a human again or hurt by people. It just means that we already have a solution when we are. That, that when, we, when we hurt again from relationships around us, when my heart is placed in the right place in trust with God, it just means that, that when we are hurt through relationships around us, we have somewhere to run to when that happened. And we have that because Jesus already paid it all. He already paid it all. People broke trust with him. They hurt him. They abused him. They did all these things, but he paid it all so that when I felt betrayed, when I felt those feelings and those walls being built, he already paid the debt so those walls could come back down. I'm about to make a statement here to you, and I, I hope it's on screen for you because it, it's, it's a very, I, I feel like it's a very powerful statement. And it has a lot to it. And really, I could stay right here and preach the rest of the message on it. And, and it's this. We have to stop allowing our experience with people to determine our theology. I want to let that marinate just a little bit. We have to stop allowing our experience with people to determine our theology. How many people, like I said earlier, that a trust was broken in a relationship and now we don't trust God anymore. 
So it become a theology thing that we think we can't trust God because I can't trust sometimes others. Does that make sense? Let's get back to the heart. We have to stop allowing the hardened concrete in our minds to drip into our hearts and our souls. And we need to choose to flip the script today. We, we've got we to change something. We've got to flip this on the enemy. We, need, we have to allow our hearts to resist the offense of mistrust. And the question is, the question isn't, are you allowing your experience with people to determine how much you're willing to trust God and others? It's will you wholeheartedly trust God? Will you wholeheartedly trust God when people break your trust? I want you to grab this truth, and I want to give you a scripture here today, and I'm going to give you a, a number of scriptures in the next few minutes, but Psalms chapter 13, verses 5 through 6, and if you're struggling with tr mistrust or, or trust broken, this, this text that I'm about to give you, you need to write it down and marinate in this bad boy. All right? So here we go. I trust, would y'all read it with me? Here we go. I trust in your unfailing love. This is the love of God. I trust in your unfailing love. Here we go. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. When, when you feel those feelings and the walls start to be built in your life, you need to run to this scripture. I trust God in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord. In other words, I'll praise the Lord again because I know I'm going to remember back on how good he's been to you. How many of you, God, just been good? Oh, come on, son. He's been good to you. And, and when you feel those feelings of mistrust against God, against others, you need to lean back in to God's been good to you. He's been good to you. There is hope and complete healing in this, in this thing called uh, mistrust and, and trust broken, and God can do it. And I want to give you just real quick four or five things here to, to, for you to write down to help you build that trust back during this summer soul care. Number one is ask God to give you supernatural strength to trust again. I understand there's people in this room. I, I, was at a, a, I did a wedding yesterday, and I mentioned to a few ladies at the wedding that go to our church about what I was speaking on today, and they started saying, oh, that's what I struggle with, trusting people, trusting people. And that's one of the things the Lord laid on my heart because we always preach about trusting God, but trusting people again. And it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have those moments where you get slapped on the hand, you get hurt in those moments. But ask God to give you supernatural trust, uh, the ability to, to trust again. Th it doesn't mean you don't get, didn't get hurt. or it, it just, God, I need supernatural strength. Supernatural strength. I can't do it on my own. I, I've pulled in the, uh, myself aside. Next thing is I want you to write down is people will, they absolutely will fail you. They will fail you. They will fail you. There's going to be times they're, they're just going to fail you. I'm not trying to make you leery of people. I want you to open up your ears, but you need to understand going in, people will fail you. They make mistakes. They, they say things they shouldn't. And remember to have grace because equally you have failed people too. You, you've done it too. 
<laughs> You've done it too. Look at, look at Romans 8, uh, 3, Romans 3, 23 through 24. Everyone has sinned and what? Fallen short of God's glorious standard and all need to be made right with God by his grace, which is a free, free gift. So we've all had those moments where, where, we, where we failed and, and people will fail you and you will fail others. Number three, forgive those who have sinned against you, including yourself if necessary. Because, because again, we have failed our, even our own selves. And that's maybe what you're dealing with in this trust thing today is like, I failed myself. I can't blame anybody else. I failed myself. Your heart, you, you, I, I put the, my own brick in my own wall. And maybe that's where you're at today. And so... Next is ask God to remove my pride. Remove my pride because it always justifies why I shouldn't trust and why I should be offended. My pride rises up and says, man, I'm going to justify this and I'm going to justify this and justify this and so I don't open myself up anymore. It justifies while I have been have offense and so I have to humble myself of pride. I want to just tell you this. If you want this to be broken in your life today and you want to trust again, you have got to humble yourself in the Lord. I, I don't know how to say that any kinder to all of us, but we have to humble ourselves to the Lord and we have to humble ourselves. Get, get an offense between a man and a woman, uh, a husband and a wife. Get an offense there. Get, get a, 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 a trust that was broken there and see if it can be healed when pride's in the middle of it absolutely un, 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 impossible it has to have humility in that and 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 we have to humble ourselves and number five above all above all i must trust god trust god so i'm going to turn this message a little bit now i've been preaching about trusting one another's now i'm going to talk about trusting god to to move towards uh, the ending of this message but um, th this, this is a very unique story that I'm about to tell you, which so many of the, the texts in the Bible are so unique and the stories are so amazing. This is an amazing story. And it's Jesus was by the lake of a lake called Gennesaret. And he is by this lake and he's teaching um, people that have come out to hear him teach. And I, we don't know exactly how many are there, but he is, he is teaching the people and he looks out um, on the water or, or just coming in from out from fishing it's at the end of the day and he sees two fishing boats so there's two fishing boats that are that are docking and the fishermen are getting out of their uh, boats and they're cleaning their nets and they're mending their nets and they're they're, they're you know they're doing the fish work of the fishermen and and Jesus walks up to these guys he's out teaching and he walks up to uh, Simon and he asks him can I can I get in your boat I, I the people are not hearing me well here they're kind of pressing me in on me and pressing me into the water water almost can I get on the boat so that I can see them better I can hear me better and so Simon probably is going I don't know who you are but these people are watching you and I've got peer pressure right now and so yes you can get on my boat and so he lets him on his boat he steps on the boat and and all of a sudden Jesus begins to teach and 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 he's teaching 
And the Bible says, and I run to the scriptures now, it says, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Simon's back there, you know, probably still working on his nets, going, I really don't understand what this guy's really talking about, and, and I'm a fisherman, and I don't know who this Jesus is. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water <laughs> and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, <laughs> this is exactly what you and I would have done. Master, we have worked all night. We have fished all night long and haven't caught anything. Have y'all ever been there? And I, I fish, I, I'm one of those guys that like to fish when I'm catching. That's why I don't fish a lot. I love it when I'm catching, and, and, uh, but it's called fishing, and it's tougher than just catching. And these old boys were chunking nets all night, the two boats, and nothing, nothing. And Jesus says, hey, I'm through teaching today. I finished the second service. Let's go fishing. And they're like, bro, this is when we go to Golden Corral. This is when we go to Long John Silver's, when we have worked all night and we have caught no fish. We go to Long John Silver's for lunch. The Bible does not say that, but kind of. And, and so they're, they're in this moment, and <laughs> what do you, th this is what I want you to catch. What you're asking me to do, and forgive my terminology here, what I'm asking you to do, or what you're asking me to do, I, I feel stupid or foolish even doing it. I, I, I know you're asking me to do this, but you're the teacher guy. I'm the fisherman. I can't really trust you in this. I can only trust myself in this, and I have even failed tonight trusting myself. Me and my fishing buddies, we, so why would I trust you who doesn't know anything about fishing when I have even failed myself in the world of fishing. What you're doing is asking me to feel, I feel stupid and I want to trust you. I don't know you well and I want to trust you, but I've got a problem. I, I want to trust you, but have you ever been like that? It, it's just like us. I, I want to trust you, Lord, but I can't see you. I want to trust you, Lord, but I can't hear your voice. I want to trust you, Lord, but I, don't, I haven't been able to see results. I want to. I want to do this, but be honest with you, I feel foolish. I feel stupid trusting you in this moment. We've all been there, and, and I'm praying this, Lord, help me to obey you even when I don't understand. Can I get a witness there? Even when I don't understand. Even... Even when, even when I, I think it sounds foolish and even when I, I think, uh, you know, uh, you know I, I felt foolish way on back there in the, when I, before we ever got this building and it's been expanded now, but when we were down on the other end and the Life Center and that's where we used to have church many moons ago and when I went to the balcony to preach and there was nobody in the balcony, I felt dumb. But my 
trust in the Lord. I believed God had something bigger for this church than what we were seeing. And he had more souls for this church than what we were seeing. And I went in the balcony and I began to preach to the balcony. What I'm saying is sometimes you've got to step out and even when you don't understand, you've got you you to stretch a little bit to trust again. Can, I, can somebody say amen to that? Lord, help me to obey you even when I don't understand. And Simon, Simon did. He, he went out and he let down his nets. And let's look at Luke chapter 5, verse 5. Simon answered, Master, we've worked all, hard all night. Haven't caught anything. Listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. But because you say so, turn around to somebody and say, because he says so, I will let down my nets. Let's put it all together. You ready? But because you say so, I will let down the nets. I really don't get it. I don't really understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. But because you say so. I want to say this. You don't have to understand completely to obey immediately. And you're, you're stepping into trusting God. Sometimes you don't understand it, and it's called faith. It's blessing in, it's, it's faith in the things that you cannot see. If I have faith in what I can't see, that, or can see, that, that's not faith. It's when I, I can't see it, and I step into what I can't see. And Simon's doing that. He said, I can't see it. I've already done that. I didn't get anything, but I'm going to obey you. In other words, I like to say it this way. When you can't track God, you can trust God. And we've said that many times, to, but, but when I don't understand you, when, when I, but I can still be obedient, you don't have to understand completely to obey him immediately. How, we, how do I even do this? How do I even do this? I got I to gotta get clingy. Yes, I said clingy. You got to get clingy. You got to start clinging to him. I don't usually say you get clingy with people and clingy, but, but with God, you got to get clingy. And let me, let me give you a great text on this. Is this making sense to anybody here today? Listen, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6 is where I'm getting this clinging thing. It says, trust in the Lord. Everybody say, trust in the Lord. The word trust is the, word, is the, is the, is the Hebrew word batka, which means cling to. There's that cling to. Trust, back, cling to. Cling to the Lord with all of your heart. In other words, I am, I am, I am, I am clinging to this. I don't understand it. I'm going to be obedient, though I don't understand. And I'm going to cling to you with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding. Because right now, my own understanding is stopping me from even wanting to cling. <laughs> because I know this better than you, God. I've got a good 54 years in this life, you know. I've got a good 60 or 70 or, or 20 or 15. I'm, I've got, I, I know this stuff now. This is the way it works. This is what I'm good at. And the Lord said, well, no, no, I need you to cling. Trust in the Lord, cling to the Lord with all your heart and need, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, look at this, look at where humility comes in. In all of your ways, submit to him and watch this, and he will make your paths straight. Woo. 
So in order to cling to God, you'll have to let go of whatever you're holding to. Because if I'm still holding on to what I know, I'll never let go and hold on to what he knows that I don't know. And so I've got to let go of something. I've got to tell you here today, none of you will grow in faith today if you don't let go of something. None of you will love and trust people around you again if you don't let go of something. Something has to be letting go, let go of to, to love, again, to reach. So you've got you to gotta let go. Are you with me today? And, and, and the Lord began to work on me this early, early in this week. And, and, and as I began to develop, I, 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 I had to start letting go of my own understanding on things and, and my own wisdom and my own plans and, and clinging to, what am I going to cling to? I'm going to cling to his goodness. I'm going to cling to his truth. I'm going to cling to, Lord, all that you say about me. I'm going to cling to what you say about me. What does he speak about you? What does he speak over your relationship? What does he speak over your life? I want to listen and attach that, and so I'm going to let go of, I want to cling to the promises of God. Anybody want to help cling to the promises of God? Let me, let, me give you, let me give you a few of those today. You ready? Cast all my cares. This is a promise. Cast all my cares on you because you care for me. That's what i got to cling to. I've got to cling to provide all my needs according to your riches in glory. That's, that's what I'm going to cling to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to cling to this. He's working all things for my good. Hey, I don't understand it, but I've got to cling to that. When I draw near to you, you will draw near to me. I'm going to cling to that. You are close to the brokenhearted, and you save those who are crushed in their spirit. I'm going to cling to that, that when I am hurting, and when I am struggling, and when I am brokenhearted, I can cling to his mercy and his grace. I'm going to cling to this one, that you are my refuge and my strength, and you're my stronghold in time of trouble. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise in this house. And so this is what I'm going to do. You know, Lord, I, I, yeah, Lord, you don't understand. You don't understand. You don't, how many times you said that? Lord, but you don't understand. You've never done business in 2023. Lord, you don't understand what it's like living with this man or this woman. You don't understand what it's like living with these kids. You don't understand what it's like living in this life group or this, this. Lord, you don't understand. You know what you need to do? You know what you and I need to do? We need to get a hold of our nets. Amen. We need to get a hold of our nets because I've got I've I've to I've do something. I've I got to let go of something for me to get. I'm about to preach to you right here. Because I trust you, I am going to let down my nets of trust. Because I trust you. I'm going to let down my nets of trust. I don't want to. Everything in my flesh says, no. But I am going to let down. That's what I'm calling nets right now. The nets of trust. I'm going to 
Step out again. I prayed a prayer. It didn't work last time. And, and I said, God, not my will, but thine be done. And it wasn't his will. And I'm a little frustrated. I'm mad, mad but I'm going to reach back down in the bottom of the boat. And I'm going to get my nets. And I'm going to throw out the nets of trust again. That says, even when I don't understand him, I'm my nets of trust have got to go back out. But pastor, you don't know the outcome. No, I don't know the outcome. That's called trust. I don't know the outcome. Outcome is God's responsibility. Obedience is yours. God, God, God's over that. You know what my wife always tells me? Because I don't know if y'all know this, but I preach a whole lot. And I don't know if you know this, but there's a lot, a lot of stuff goes into having something to say sometimes twice a week. And my wife, and sometimes, I know y'all don't believe this, but I get nervous. Because what I have to say, I'm thinking, I don't think it's very good. And this is what my wife always says. You don't have to knock a home run. You just got to swing the bat. You don't have to knock a home run. You just got to swing the bat. And sometimes I think I've struck out. Don't you say amen right now. Just swing the bat. In other words, this, I just got to throw out the trust. I just got to trust what he laid on my heart. I don't even know who I'm talking to. Well, I do know who I'm talking to today. I'm talking to everybody in the room because we've all dealt with trust things. I don't know how it's landing on your heart, but I do know this. I trust him with what he said. We're throwing out the nets. Today, today maybe you're, I'm just throwing out trusting. I'm trusting my preaching this message. I had the hardest time putting this thing together this week. Sometimes they come easy, sometimes they don't. This was one of those, didn't come very easy. But I got to tell you, I kept going, Lord, I know you've spoken to me trust, and I'm just going to chunk it out. I'm going to chunk it out. I, and so that's what I'm trying to tell you. I've just got to swing the bat. What I'm trying to tell you is you just got to swing the bat. You got you to get in them and say, God, I don't understand it, but I'm going to throw out my nets of trust. Somebody, would you stand with me today? We're going to do this. We're going to do this here today. I want you to just reach down and pick up your nets. They're right next to you. They're right next to you. All right? And I want you to just do like this. Don't hit anybody. Don't hit anybody. But I just want you to do this. I want you to throw out your nets of trust. What is in that blank? What is in that? What did you just throw out? Because you've got to let go of something for you to grab hold of trust. So what did you just let go of? As long as I had control of that, I thought it was, but I don't have control anymore. So reach down and grab another net. You already threw out the other one. Grab this one and throw it out again. Would you just do it? Just say, Lord, me and you know what that is. Or maybe it hadn't even been laid on my heart what it is yet, but it's there. Lord, I'm throwing it out. I'm throwing it out. I'm throwing it out. I'm tired of holding on this mess. I'm tired of holding on this junk. Hallelujah. Would you give the Lord a love today? Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise today. Will y'all give me five minutes? Sit down just a minute, five minutes. Big miracles often follow simple acts of obedience. Let's look at Luke 5, back to our scripture again. You ready? When they had done so, 
they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. Folks, there's fish everywhere. Lord, help me obey you even when I don't understand. So at the darkest moment when we don't feel like we can trust you anymore, Lord, you bring the miracle. And we're going to trust you and we're going to believe in you and we're going to hold on to what we can't see. Lord, help me surrender what I cannot control. Help me surrender it, God. Simon Peter fell on his knees. When they, when they, when they brought all the, this was the moment that changed Peter's life. Simon Peter, this is the moment. He doesn't know Jesus good, but in this moment, y'all, this is a big text because in this text right here is where Simon Peter, he's like, come, come. well, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's a big, big moment. And the big moment is, is he's standing there and, and he goes, I fished all night. Didn't catch one fish. My family's not going to eat. And then this Jesus comes along. He doesn't know anything about fishing. You can look at him. He's a city boy. His sandals are kind of clean. And he just told me to chunk out my net. And all of a sudden now, we got two boats so full that the nets are about, I mean, the, the boat is about to sink. And Simon did something. There's a revelation that takes place in his life when he began to trust. And Simon Peter falls on his knees and said, Lord, go away from me. Now that sounds strong, but he is in a moment of humility and he's so broken that he originally didn't trust, but then when he took a step out on God, God came through and he's so overwhelmed with it that, you know, Simon Peter, he can kind of say things a little weird sometimes. And he said, go away, Lord, I'm a sinful man. Then Jesus said to Simon, verse 10 and 11, then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid, Simon. From now on, you will fish for people. You'll fish for men. So they pulled their boats up on shore. <laughs> and they left, oh, you've got to get this right here. They've got to get this. They left everything and followed him. Nets, catch this. This is, this is huge in this message. Nets represent to Simon Peter provision, security, and failure, or future. Provision, security, and future. His, his entire provision, security, and future is wrapped up in his nets. That's what they represent. So listen to this closely. First, you let them down. You let the trust down. But then you lay them down and follow him. First you throw it out there. Next, you lay it down and follow Christ. First you let them down, but then you lay them down. You let go of your plans. I'm not the same man that I used to be. I, I'm, I'm letting go of my... I've had a revelation, I've had an understanding, and I am going to cling to God. Where you go, I will go. Where, where, you, where you go, I will follow. God, where are you? Why is this happening? 
happening. And God begins to prove himself. And it's that moment that I go, I'm just going to lay down my nets. God, the nets are yours. The boat is yours. The business is yours. The marriage is yours. Everything is yours. I, I, I've got to humble, my, humble myself to the point that I realize, God, I've tried it my way. I've thrown out the nets. I trust you. I'm feeling trust. But now, God, I'm going to step back and go, Lord, I am not going to step back in charge at the helm anymore. You've got to, I'm laying it all at your feet. All of it. You don't always have the power to control, but you do always have the power to surrender. Psalms 20 and 7 says, some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord, our God. We trust in a loving God who is in total control. We trust that one day our God will right every wrong. Did you hear that? He's going to right every wrong. No more crying, no more pain, no more heartache. When, when did the miracle happen? When did the miracle happen for Simon? It's at the end of a disappointing day. He's putting away the boats. Maybe you're at a place this morning where you feel like giving up. And, you're, and, and, and about to throw something away. And at the end of the day, when they'd almost thrown away hope, almost thrown away hope, that's when the miracle happened. Can I tell y'all something cool? Y'all interested? This is cool to me. This is so cool. God is so awesome. And I want you to see this because this is what, how it happened. I didn't mean to share this. Adina, last night, I know y'all are going to throw stones at me. I haven't watched The Chosen. I know, I know. I don't have anything against it. I just hadn't watched it. I'm sorry. Forgive me. God bless me. Whatever. I'm working on it, all right? I'm working on it. So last night, Adina and I were kind of winding down and said, hey, why don't we watch The Chosen? And I said, well, I think we've watched the first three op episodes. Let's watch the fourth episode. Do y'all know what episode it was? Jesus at the Lake Genereth, standing on a boat, saying cast your nets I said Adina I'm preaching this tomorrow God spoke through the chosen <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you is God is so in the details of the little things in life that I haven't watched that in ages and I'm going to catch up so y'all 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 forgive me but he's so in the details of your life that he's down to the minute things to help prove to you again that come on Nathan Keating I'm letting you know I spoke you to speak what you're about to say if he can do that for me he can do that for you and what you're dealing with so all of you are going home and watching chosen like Maybe this is my, no, I don't know that. That's not what I'm trying to say, but I'm telling you, he will orchestrate the fish to come to your net. He will orchestrate what you can't orchestrate. He will put it all together. He will form it. He will make it. He's just that kind of God. I want our praise team to come out today. And, and I know that 
again, this is one of those moments that God just proves himself. Our last song today, what's the name of it? More Than Able. I'd like to tell you all that we're real smart and we get together, and I said, this is what I was preaching this Sunday, and Pastor Scott said, well, we're going to sing More Than Able. But it wasn't. Last night he texted me and says, you know, how do how you want to close? And I said, I don't know, I'm preaching on trust. And he said, that's cool, because we're singing last song, More Than Able. The Lord has orchestrated this service for you, for you, for you. And I want you to pray a prayer of faith right now. Would you do that? The Lord is stretching you right now to trust, trust, trust. Maybe that's been a, a clog in your faith for a long time, but I'm going to trust again. I'm going to trust again. Am I going to get hurt by people? Ah, probably so, yes. But I'm going to trust again because it's better than living in the walls of my brokenheartedness. Lonely. But I'm going to open up. I'm going to let God do a work in me again. I want to have liberty and freedom again. I, want, I, want to, I also want to trust God again. I want to trust God again. Trust God again. There's a holy presence of the Lord in this room here today. I want to trust Him again. Heavenly Father, I pray over this congregation today. The God that they would throw out the nets. They would throw out the nets of trust. Throw out the nets of trust again, God. And I'm praying, God, that you would fill the, with fish. Let them know it's not over. Let them know that you've got them. Let them know that you're a specialist in whatever area they're dealing with. You're the creator. You're the mighty one. You're the holy one. You're the God of the ages. You've got this. You know the end from the beginning. You've got this. Place it in your hand. And everyone just give the Lord a love to offer him today. Can you do that? He is awesome in this place. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you folks know that we love you? I hope you know that. We love you. As your pastor, as your lead pastor, I love you. Our entire pastoral team loves you. But I just got to speak from my heart right now. I love you. It's amazing to me that in the summertime, this place is filled with people who love the Lord. Thank you for loving the Lord. Thank you for loving what God's doing at Parkway Life. If nobody's told you this week, I love you. I lo you can't say it any again because I told you. I love you. Have a blessed week in the name of the Lord. We'll see you Wednesday night. Thanks for being in the house of the Lord.